This show is very not safe for work. The works being read do not represent the views of the hosts or guests. This show is a roast and should not be taken seriously. You're the wizard, Jimmy yelled. You figure it out. I just want to farm my nuts. Yeah, you can do that afterward on the show, Sean. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's too early in the morning to be yelling and doing this voice. It's Friday Night Fan Fiction, Season 11, Super Hilarious, Mega Funny, Intro Bumper, or whatever. Can I get a clap clap from you, Sean? That was one clap. I asked for two. That was two. Yeah, try again. I'm still just getting... Just got the single clap again. Oh my... I think it's Discord. Give me a second here. It reset all my settings, so... Yeah, they, we're, we seem to have a lot of technological difficulties these days. Well, technological, biological, politological. Yeah, definitely politological. That was much better. How about that Dem ticket, though? Is that how we're going to start this already? Yeah, man. Talking about the old white man and the cop? Yeah, I love cops. Look, that's definitely the theme of this year is like how much we all love cops, right? (laughs) If you just want to get it out of the way, I'm still going to vote for them. Yeah, no shit. What really upsets me, not the political ticket, is that a recent survey said one third of the United States would not get vaccinated, even if the vaccine were offered for free when it comes out. And they don't even have one of those Mimi change my mind signs up. I love this country. (laughs) This is why we haven't done anything. Well, one of the many reasons why we haven't done anything for what? Four months? It's been a little bit. We've been a little busy. It's been 87 years. Sean, you're not even 87 years. Some of us have been actively punching the virus in the face, and others have been actively punching babies in the face. I haven't been actively, not even passively punching babies in the face. In Occasionally. Fact, been, no, I haven't. He's been headbutting my shoulder, just trying to control his tiny little neck. He's just... His neck muscles are getting there. He's able to pull it up and look around for a little bit like he's had way too much to drink. And then it just kind of goes backwards and then crashing right into your collarbone. He just needs to do more neckies is all. Yeah, let's do more neckies. I've been trying to get him to like almost crawl, like placing him on his stomach and whatnot during playtime. And he's he's definitely getting there. I just want his insides to not be terrible for a little while. Have you considered uh, having a better baby next time? Have you considered turning them off and on again? Yeah, that <laughs> might work too. Heart system reboot. That was the question with Val. It's like, have you considered having a different wife? One that isn't as broken? And the answer is still going to be no. Why did we start this way? <laughs> yeah, we can build your wife a better womb that'll work better. Why are we here at 7.30 in the goddamn morning? 9.30. It's 9.30. 7.30. It's 9.30 in reality time zone. Yeah, you're supposed to be over on East Coast, Beast Coast. <laughs> Is that like West Coast, West Coast? No. West Coast, Worst Coast. I thought it was West Coast, Worst Coast. That doesn't make any sense. Nothing makes sense anymore. We're living in 2020. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> This is Friday Night Fan Fiction Season 11 recording at 
30 in the morning on a Friday. On my day off. Also Logan's day off. This is not my day off. I go to work later. His morning off. Yeah, it definitely has been quite a while since we've been here. Had a kid, which is a good thing. The baby's here and alive and in no way just for show. I think it's like a paper mache doll that you made just so you could pretend that you have a wife and children. In fact, just for tax evasion purposes. Just want to point out real fast. This is the future liberals want. This is what an abortion looks like. These sick people blend babies. It has a name, a face, a tiny heartbeat. Look at the evil smile of the nurse, MAGA, and abortion. And it's just babies with their arms up in a specific device in order to hold them still during x-rays. No, it's not. It specifically says, edit, stop saying this is for x-rays. Babies don't need x-rays. They have no bones. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me more of Bonsai Kitty. Everybody knows that babies are just gelatinous beings. (laughs) Until they turn two. That's when their bones grow in. So do, okay, so the bones grow in, they don't like inherit bones or have bones implanted. I mean, some people do. (laughs) I'm not not trying to be bonus. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's just me being a new parent, but the concept of Xavier not having any bones is just hilarious to me. you You can tell he has no bones. You can just push in on his skull. There's only two <laughs> spots you can do that, and I won't. <laughs> I would like for him to keep them. In fact, there, there you go. Because the skull is, like, bifurcated in order to exit the birth canal, babies technically have more bones than regular adults. That's not true. They don't have teeth. Shut up. <laughs> I'm just sorry that you're dumb. No, you're sorry that I'm wrong. No, I'm not. <laughs> At least you're not sorry that you are my friend. As far as I know. Eh, sometimes. I'm gonna go get my I'm gonna go get my popcorn. I swear there was a horror movie starring the overweight guy from Cheers that wasn't the dinosaur. What? <laughs> Hold on a second. What? Cheers characters. I think George Went, I believe, is the actor. Uh yep, that's it. George Went in family. It's basically he like kinda hallucinates that he has a family, only they're fucking skeletons. Is it family or family? Family. It's spelled family, but you say it however you want. North Dakota. Darth Dakota. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I heard was Darth Dakota. I guess we'll have to play catch up because we got three fifths here, and this isn't like three fifths, the racist three fifths. This is just wait. three out of five hosts. Oh, that's like, wait, yeah, what, yeah. what racist three fifths? <laughs> and then I remembered. No, <laughs> I, I, I remember what that is. And we were all sad. Hopefully we're not sad this morning. This is one of the rare occasions where I'm breaking out the maple whiskey, what little I have left, because the border's been closed! I'm so upset, I can't see my family, I can't see my frams, and I can't get more maple whiskey. It's alright, just go get the peanut butter shit. It's not that good. It is very good. Opinions are like assholes. Neither of them should have peanut butter whiskey put in them. No, 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 no. My opinions aren't like assholes. (laughs) Okay, do go on. My opinions are correct. I'm so glad the Council of Three's been disbanded throughout all of this. (laughs) Well, that's just because David decided he didn't want to do this anymore. (laughs) I think he's going to come back as soon as Liam is gone, Summer is gone, and Pandemic is gone. Maybe two of the three. 
Well, yeah, let's go for two of the three because Summer will come back every year. (laughs) Summer never leaves him. Right, because he lives in Florida and until Florida breaks off into an island and migrates up north, it's not going to change. Well, if we keep having earthquakes, then that might happen. If we keep having 90 degree temperature in the Arctic Circle. Is this the apocalypse everybody imagined? The one where everybody just wears sweatpants and complains about their freedoms? Fallout was wrong. (laughs) So you're still working, Sean? Oh, yeah. Okay. Why? Because we have to open up the golf course and the climbing course for people to make things seem more normal. Yeah, he works on the mountain. Do you have any social distancing rules in effect? Oh, yeah. Okay. How many miles in between? Consider this is like Nunavut. How many miles per person? Uh, I don't know about miles, but definitely several kilometers. (laughs) (laughs) And Logan, you've been working. Uh, Throughout the entire thing, yes. Right, because you're part of the pandemic hoax. Yeah, I I work (laughs) in the lab where we make the virus. (laughs) This is the start of the Resident Evil movie, not the new reboot or the old original. (laughs) I do like that movie, though. Which one? The first one. The first three are pretty good. Yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the second one, despite the fact that it had that super sexy dude from Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo in it. What's his name? Uh, The guy who played Chris Redfield? No, no. He was also in The Mummy. Brendan Fraser? Oh, the guy who played The Mummy. No, no. The guy who played, like, the lead... The guy who played Carlos. Yep. Oded Fair is the actor's name. Anyways. And I've still been working... Because beeping this out because <laughs> the only people are here to be the patrons. Beep, 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 beep. I mean, beep. they all already know. Yeah, we already know you work for. Or, yep. That you work for the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> you work for the Washington football team. <laughs> <laughs> no, they changed their name to the D.C. football team. Wait, all right, which part are we supposed to mumble? I don't know anymore. We've missed so many good jokes because we've been away for so long. Yeah, I haven't been funny for like four months. Mm. I've been saving my funny. You know, I think over the last four months, I lost my radio voice. I feel like I'm not as deep and sonorous. You sound exactly the same. (laughs) Well, that's good. I have been helping Val and taking care of Xavier, who's doing wonderful and still has seven middle names. Dump truck. Treg Bosch? I don't remember giving him Bosch. I gave him Bosch. That was my contribution. Oh, come on. You can't do that. I can't do what? I can't give him a middle name? If he's got to be Bosch, he's got to be Hieronymus. He's got to be Harambe? No. No. <laughs> so, wait, are Dump you tra- telling tra- me... Bortz. Are, are you more a Balthier fan than a Bosch fan? I don't think I'm a fan of either. All right, fine, whatever. But he's doing great... Mostly. Yeah, other than his extreme liquid shits. Now that he's on the most expensive baby formula available on the market without a prescription, uh, it's like eating Magic the Gathering foil cracklands. Yeah, but that's more fun. Don't get me wrong, Xavier is a lot of fun. I love playing flip it or eat it. With a baby? Yeah. (laughs) Flip the baby or eat the baby? Yeah. All right. It's better than playing flip it or rip it with babies. <laughs> All right. That's exactly how Valerie's birth went. Yeah. They flipped their uterus and then they ripped it open. <laughs> One of the stop frame animations 
from the movie The Thing in the 80s, just ripping right open. The catchphrase from Doom, rip and tear until it is done, applied directly to Valerie's birth. Not her birth, but Xavier giving birth. No, yeah, not yeah. Z- Xavier gave birth to Val. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Turning into a Hieronymus Bosch painting. But we're here to, to read some fan fiction, I think. Wait, is that what we're doing? I thought we were just being funny for like an hour and a half. Oh, I mean, David's not here, so we could probably do that. And then he'll get all mad that he didn't have the opportunity to just waste time with us. Yeah, that'll make it funnier. (laughs) Somebody wrote a fan fiction in honor of Xavier. You say somebody. Yes. (laughs) We need to add a fourth, like, patron saint to the FNF, and that's Buster Manwoom, who has worked up the ranks much similar to Sean. Wait, that's not how it worked. We basically said, Sean, do you want to be a host? And you said, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think we first said, Sean, do you want to like do the social media crap? Because we don't want to do it. We asked him to do that after he became a host. No, you did that before I became a host. No, it was before. I don't even remember anymore. Xavier gave birth to Val. It's it's all backwards. But yeah, Buster Man Womb wrote a story in honor of the birth of Xavier 19 middle names Bortz. You're not allowed to skip the middle names. <laughs> Every time? Is this like saying a prayer? Yeah, dump truck truck boards. Add Bosch. Whatever. Xavier Bosch dump truck treg whatever boards. Yeah, that sounds right. Sixty nine hues of family friendly Willow two and Happy Potter's moist flesh book. Great. Mm. <laughs> Rating K plus. <laughs> Summary in the wet, dark, disgusting world of here and now. Here's to that. Willow is trying to not be in a sequel when a baby-shaped plot device crashes through his roof and into his lap. Inspired by his neighbor, former president Jimmy Carter, Willow must go seek out Harry Potter's creator and hope nothing problematic is said while he saves the world from Cthulhu. Chapter 1, It's Raining Babies! Hallelujah! (laughs) Flip or rip it. All right, you're up first, Logan. All right. Congratulations to Steve-O and Val. In celebration of the promotion of their spawn link from its beta stage to its full release, <laughs> the following fanfiction is rated PG, but like 1980s PG. Rated the Lost Art PG. Okay. <laughs> Willow 2, the quest for Harry Potter's moist flesh book. About the author. Having been abandoned as a womb-fresh babe in the Wendy's grease depository in which they were conceived... <laughs> and raised by a commune of Marxist gray wolves in the snowy mountains of Florida. Buster Manwoom is best known for driving every child therapist from Tijuana to Toronto into an early retirement, and having an understanding of family-friendly content that is as warped and confused as their understanding of the human anatomy. Oh, I'd also want to add that Laza and Chalmers are doing fine. Just to make sure everybody knows that everybody's okay. And Val, Val's doing fine. Oh, yeah, no, that was the one that I was least concerned about. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for saving it for last. (laughs) Of course. Chapter one. Where did this other baby come from? The other baby? The flesh book is the key. Oh, wait, this is in um, italics. The flesh book is the key. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. If you're going to do that, can you do it without the sound dampening and just let the reverb take over? Oh, you, okay, um... Should I take off my 
No, I'll just I'll just pull it out into the room. Yes. Uh, how's this? Oh, awful. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> the flash book is the key. Pry open its sinewy cover and glaze upon the <laughs> not glaze. It's gaze. It's not a donut. And gaze upon the dripping pages of meat. And it will be as unto gazing into the wet <laughs> thoughts of God itself. That was terrible. You were at the 50-yard line and I was at one of the field goals. Perfect. The cryptic yet world-building chronicles. That's No, that's still in italics. <laughs> the cryptic yet world-building chronicles of Princess Cyrulean. Oh, right. Is everybody recording? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's only the professionals on this show. No, I'm going to remove that. Otherwise, David will never come back. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the show. Yes, but somebody will tell him. No, they won't. Are you kidding me? I guarantee you either like Wooly or Woofy. One of the W's will probably tell David. I don't think David would care. He'd just go, oh, oh yeah, man. Huh? Huh, whatever. Is that a bet you really want to take? No, yeah, whatever. 75? 75. One dollar. <laughs> Once upon a time... In the fantastical land of Fictionesia, Willow sat in his mansion. Not only was he a crazy cool wizard from going all lone dwarf and cub with a baby doomed to a life of politics, but he made a ton of money selling the film rights to his story to some Jewish dude that made Howard the Duck, a film best known for its use in biology classes demonstrating why ducks should not have mammary glands. Yeah. Uh, Desu. The film was actually impressively, almost voyeuristically accurate, with the only omitted plot detail being the logistically unfeasible number of times that Willow had to change the little man larvae's diaper. Man larvae? Ugh. Yeah. But that's all used diapers under the bridge. <laughs> Willow was done with adventuring and was happy spending his wizarding days in the mansion he bought from the licensing money and playing the surprisingly good Willow tie-in game on the Nintendo Entertainment System. 100% truth. It's quite good. Well, see, I don't think me and Sean knew that there was one. No, I knew. I just never played it. Oh, okay. They got some good music, too. Okay, so that rules me out as Buster Manroom and rules you guys back in. Why would I be Buster Man? I can't keep a secret pseudonym for shit! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. What, you think it's all just been a big con and I've foiled all my other pseudonyms just to keep Buster Man Womb a secret? Yes. No! I- you have that much confidence in me. I thank you for believing in me. <laughs> I think you go into a dark room in your house where you write these, and in that room, you're Buster Man Womb. But outside that room, you're Bebo Hortz. You know, I figured this out. I don't believe there is a single room in my house that doesn't have a window. So there's no dark rooms in my house. To write in. What about the sub-basement? No, there's windows. Uh. You can just close your eyes and then the room is dark. <laughs> you just close your eyes and you're always in a dark room. That's <laughs> so emo. And then another fog-dang baby crashed through <laughs> the roof, landing in his lap. What the fell? Willow Funimation to... What in the heffel? No, it's what the huffel? What in the heffel? Nope. Am I looking at the wrong thing? Nope. H-E-F-L, right? Yeah. What in the fahel? Heffel. Are you trying to gaslight me with dyslexia? What the hell? <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> Thank you for continuing to be wrong. Keep going. Shit. Will of Funimation, as he paused the game, <laughs> looking down at the drooling little baby. Despite crashing through the freaking roof of Willow's mansion, it seemed to shake off any likely head trauma like a pro. Ah, dang it. I'm going to have to be the protagonist again, aren't I? Not one to decide which direction to start hiking with a baby and so, Willow opened his kitchen window, yelled out to his neighbor, Hey, Jim! Are you going to piss off your neighbors if you actually yell it? It's the middle of the day. Well, actually, no, it's morning. It, also, I don't care. Just because you don't have to doesn't mean you don't want to. I don't want to. All right. What? I don't know what Jimmy Carter sounds like. Former President Jimmy Carter, peanut farmer called back from halfway across his bountiful peanut field, sounding uncannily similar to Master Roshi. <laughs> former President Jimmy Carter. Former President Master Roshi. <laughs> who was already nettled at having to sell his peanut farm and get investigated because he didn't sell his peanut farm convincingly enough. <laughs> <laughs> because what the scholars of ancient Greece would call right bleeping cheesed by Trump's blatant and unchallenged abuse of power and government for the benefit of his own business. <laughs> so much so that Jimmy bought an even better peanut farm with flapjacks and hockey. Yes. <laughs> and build Trump for it. Now he was enjoying his peanut farm thinking he was done with being in cockamimi stories until Willow yelled at him from his kitchen window, holding a baby like he was Michael Jackson. Oh. Oh, that's dangerous. I'm sorry. Dangerous. You lose a baby? <laughs> Willow yelled. <laughs> Sean, you're up next. I have great-grandchildren older than that crotch goblin. Is that the best Master Roshi you can do? It sounds like all of his other old people voices. Okay, his Master Roshi is being graded on the bell curve. Gin, uh, <laughs> Gin and tonic. There's no uh, quotes are not even here anymore. Jimmy yelled back. Does it have any distinctive features? Willow twirled around the cooing baby. Bebe. Bebe. Like it was one of the middle claws in Skyrim. Looking for distinctive features. It has a scar-shaped like thing in ACDC's logo on it. <laughs> this baby is a part of the power plant. Ah, Dinklebunt. Dunklebunt. Dunklebunt. Jimmy swore under his breath. Is the only reason I can read this properly because I upgraded to a 4K? No, it's because you wrote it. I didn't write it! Jimmy swore under his breath. <laughs> Jimmy. That thing's a plot device. <laughs> and want none with to do with it. Yeah, you added an extra with in there. Yeah, I did. Where do you figure I should take it? Y'all the wizard, Jimmy yelled. You figure it out. I just want to farm my nuts. Yeah, you can do that after we're done the show, Sean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too early in the morning to be yelling and doing this voice. <laughs> Taking Jimmy's advice, Willow figured it out and decided to deliver the baby from whence it came. Not that kind of deliver, weirdo. Well, we were all thinking it. Wife! If your baby isn't delivered in 20 minutes or less, the pizza's free. Well, it can't be delivered anymore because they're trying to shut down the postal service. The postal service doesn't deliver pizza! They should. Is that how we're going to save the postal service, Logan? Yes. <laughs> they're now pizza delivery boys. Wife! 
Will will call to his wife that I can't remember the name of and have too slow of internet to look up. Oof. I need to bring another baby someplace. Now I'm thinking it's Sean again because his internet's always fucked up. (laughs) I haven't personally ruled out Jimmy Carter as being the author. Sean, did you spend the four months we were away buying a new router? No. (laughs) Sean, do you know Jimmy Carter? No. Sean, do you want some Patreon money to buy a fucking router? God damn it. I have a good router. It's just my fucking house is just a log cabin, so it doesn't go through the the walls very well. New Patreon goal. $15,000 to build Sean a house made entirely out of routers. Why do you think that routers are cheap enough <laughs> that $15,000 would be enough? We just buy the surplus that people turn in from Verizon. Those things are bought for pennies a piece. Although, shit, we can't even send them up there because the border's fucking closed. God damn it! Yeah. Send mail. Not from the U.S. Because the postal service is shutting down. We can throw mail over the border. (laughs) I did just get a package from Canada fucking opened by the border customs, and they opened up the fucking maple sugar that was in there, and I can't tell if they tainted it. Of course they tainted it. They stuck their wicks in it. (laughs) No. Gross. (laughs) Now you gotta throw it out. Alright, fine. Let me look up how cheap I can buy routers for on eBay. Sounds awfully derivative for a sequel. (laughs) Willow's wife commented. Have fun. I'll stay here and raise your actual children. I haven't died yet, and I'm still doing better than Goku, Willow said, ignoring the fact that the bar was so low it was deemed a tripping hazard. Alright, so Sean, what are the dimensions of your current living place? I don't know. Not very big. Like 20 feet by 20 feet or? Mm, no. Smaller? Bigger. Okay. 30 feet by 30 feet. I don't know. All right. Well, uh, I don't have. I'll look up a generic log cabin. Okay. Okay. Log cabin to go. <laughs> oh, we can buy one for $30,000. What's the? It's an eight by six. All right. Keep going. And so he did hit the road, baby in tow, humming to himself with the carefree glee of someone who wasn't severely understocked on diapers while traveling with an infant. That didn't last long, though. It took the average lifespan of a red-shirted intern in a Star Trek episode before the baby started crying like its parents had been disintegrated by a noseless jerk and radiating a stink like it hadn't been changed since its parents were disintegrated by a noseless jerk. <laughs> Jeez, baby, Willow said, hoisting up the crying BB like it was an angry cabbage. The last mainling I courier didn't scream nearly as much. The baby spat up in indignant acknowledgement. And how did you use up four diapers in a morning? Willow asked the baby, as if we were actually expecting to give a coherent response. Well, Steve-O... How do I translate dimensions to square inches? <laughs> now, I was asking, uh, <laughs> is four diapers in a morning reasonable? Four diapers in a morning? Is that what we're asking? Yes. When he was on Nutramagen, he needed a diaper change every 45 minutes. So I'd Good say. Lord. Wow. That's why he had a diaper rash that never went away. He's just constantly shitting. You might as well have just stuck a tube up in there. <laughs> no, that would have been wrong. I'm not doing that. He doesn't need it anymore, but now he's pooping like two to four times a day. So I would say that's an active morning if he's going that much. 
Yeah, no, I, I say the cheaper solution is get your child a colostomy bag and give him the bad food. <laughs> Do you ever plan on becoming a parent? Maybe someday. <laughs> if they ever look for references, if they start making becoming a parent have legal requirements for competence, don't put me down as a reference on your child resume. Child resume? Yeah, my child resume. <laughs> my child have resume. Blah, blah, blah. The baby blebbed it contextually. Ah, well, Willow said, casting tea spells on the BB. One muted the baby. The other transported the dirty diapers and their contents to the Oval Office. Parentheses, a spell which Jimmy paid Willow very handsomely to learn, Master, and frequently cast, in parentheses. The smell was gone, but now Willow was carrying around a bottomless baby, which is a predicament not unlike sitting on top of a septic tank with a working pipe bomb. Okay, so I might have lowballed this. Okay. Let's assume $69 per used router. All right. Nice. At 103 square inches per, and we need to fill up 187,200 square inches, and then you multiply that times the cost of each router, and you get a router cabin that costs $125,405.82. Oh, I mean, is this a good size cabin? No. Oh. It's not. It's only, I think it's like 1,200 square feet. It's not the most impressive. It's still better than a New York studio apartment in the Bronx. Keep in mind that he's in Canada and routers have no thermal retention unless you power all of them. Yeah, I mean, you, you gotta power all of them, otherwise there's no point. The point is that he'll have good internet. I mean, sure, he'll never have kids because his genitals will be fried by all the Wi-Fi signals. I mean, I'm not gonna have kids for another reason, but yeah, let's add that to the list. Oh and on top of that, how quickly would... Will you reach your bandwidth cap in like three seconds? Why would he have a bandwidth cap? They're all separately wired. Everyone is its own account? Yeah. <laughs> this is really, really silly. Whatever. <laughs> They're just a bunch of free trials. Pick <laughs> <laughs> them all up with AOL. <laughs> this tangent gone on far enough. Please continue, Sean. If only there was a store nearby where Willow could buy diapers and useful magical sundries. And routers. A store! How convenient! Willow said as he sauntered over the hill and gazed upon... Rusty's real deal diapers and useful magical sundries. Yes! Somebody actually knows Rusty's real deal! Woohoo! I'm so happy! I love Rusty so much. It's sounding more and more <laughs> like he wrote this story. Uh, no, I didn't write the story, although Buster Womb did ask me if I wanted any particular characters involved. And you said Rusty from Rusty's real deal baseball. Okay. Don't judge me. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm more of a fan of Cal Ripken baseball. Is Cal Ripken baseball the one with, like, spade frogs? What? That was the one with the weird names. The names that were almost real but aren't, which I'll have to pull up in an emulator uh, at the end of this episode and tell Logan all about. Yeah. I'll just tune it out. No, you won't. You're going to love these names. I guarantee it. They're great. My turn. Now... Just because this is a fantasy kingdom in a magical world doesn't mean that it isn't being ravaged by coronavirus. Two separate words. 
Being a responsible human being with a modicum of compassion and concern for others, Willow put on a mask before entering the store and cast a bubble around the baby so that it wouldn't make any messes. That would make a minimum wage worker opt for unemployment insurance of the spot. Uh, good on putting the mask on. If you're listening to this, my birthday's coming up next week and all I want you to do is put on a fucking mask in public! Please, also make sure you're registered to vote if you live in the United States. Otherwise, contact George Soros and get him to bust you in. Here he's got a lot of money. As he waited in line, of course, a obnoxious, entitled, uneducated old man that wasn't wearing a mask moved up way too close to Willow. Now, Willow was sworn to never abuse his magical powers. But that didn't stop him from wanting to shove multiple rusty metal objects where the mouth-breathing coronavirus, one word, spreading coot, would prefer they did not. Opting for the compassionate, negotiable path, Willow turned to the man, making eye contact. I wonder what your severed face tastes like. Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Depends if you cook it or not. The first part of that paragraph, he sounds almost like the Buddha. The second part sounds very much not like the Buddha. Nah, I think the Buddha said <laughs> fucked up shit to people all the time. <laughs> it's how you release your bad karma. Because you say fucked up shit, but you don't do fucked up shit. I can respect that. I can definitely see that happening. Cleverly, the man left the store at... At that very moment, the old lady that was using pennies to pay for her Tic Tacs finished paying and Willow was able to walk up to the cashier, a middle-aged cartoon poodle who, if you read the Japanese version of this fan fiction, was a Chinese stereotype that would have made 1960s Hanna-Barbera tell Nintendo to dial it the hell back. The heck back. Whatever. Heffel. (laughs) Heffel? (laughs) I, I, for, I, I lost my spot, son of a bitch. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Heffel. Howdy, Rusty Slugger called out to the wizard. What can I do, you fur? Uh, two, the Roman numeral, have to take this baby someplace, Willow said, tapping the bubble in which the baby was gigglingly rotating. <laughs> I need diapers and whatever plot-specific magical doodads you have handy. How many diapers? Rusty asked. It'll be a couple... It'll be for a couple days. Maybe four? Willow said, totally giving away exactly how little he helped in raising his own kids. (laughs) (laughs) Look, you can keep them in the diapers. That doesn't mean that A, they're going to be happy, or B, it will be sanitary, or C, all of the fecal and urinary matter will remain in them over the course of that time. Do you know Dragon Ball Z? Imagine how hard Vegeta would have laughed if you'd handed him a DVD with footage of Goku getting beat to a pulp by Raditz. That is how hard Rusty had laughing at a progressively embarrassed Willow. Here! Rusty dropped a hockey bag stuffed with diapers besides Willow and then gave him a bird, a gumball, and a toy walrus. I recognize that BB, Rusty said, pointing to the BB. That's Harry Potter, star of the uber-blockbuster Harry Potter book series. You're gonna need to return him to his author or the world will blow up! What? Willow asked reasonably. Why? I don't know, Rusty answered. 
That bird will take you to the cave Harry Potter's author lives in. <laughs> Neat. What does the gumball and the toy walrus do? Willow asked. That is the gumball of survivable perception. Chew that whenever you're about to gaze at something that will make your face melt and you'll think you're looking at a papaya instead. I'm sorry, at a papaya instead, Rusty said. The toy walrus is a high-yield <laughs> nuclear bomb. <laughs> <laughs> Will I need it? Will you not need it? When would you ever not need nuclear deterrent? <laughs> Willow, th by the way, read Cold War Hot Piece by Michael McFall. Not getting paid to pimp it, but it really does give a lot of insight into our relationship with Russia. Willow thought about this, deciding it was better to have but not need a high-yield nuclear walrus. That's my new Steam name. I'm going to go change it right now because I'm currently still my juicy brother. Some of us have to go to work at some point. I'm aware. It's only 10.15. Have one line. Why couldn't you finish it before you changed it? Uh, priorities. He paid for the lot of it. Do you have a change stall in your bathrooms? Go ahead, Logan. Chapter 2. <laughs> Highlander 2 is better than 2020. I will agree with this! <laughs> About the author. And Buster Manroom would walk 800 kilometers. Hold on one second, Val. Come say hi and show people that you're not, in fact, dead. We can't see her. No, she can't show dead. us anything. Say, say hello. Hello, I am not, in fact, dead. That doesn't sound like Val at all. <laughs> doesn't that sound sounds like, like Steve-O trying to be Val. <laughs> and there was a baby hiccup in there. I can't do two noises at once. That's not true. <laughs> oh, Xavier popped up to definitely say that's not true. All right, goodbye, honey. Good luck at the pediatrician. Please let me know in how many ways he's dying. And Buster Manroom would walk 800 kilometers. And they would walk 800 more. Just to slap the man who thought the Electoral College was a good idea. Na 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 Da 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 One out of 37. One out of 37. Ain't bad. Actually, it is quite bad. It's pretty bad. Chapter 2. Am on me way from mystery to raspiness today. <laughs> and I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who, nah, 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 you. <laughs> what a great insult, Logan. No wonder you're the one that's acting as the intimidator on this show. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody comes up to us trying to start you, you go, I'm going to be the man who, nah, 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 you. <laughs> Reveling being the only adult in his company, allowing him to loudly and proudly sing along to his music, no matter how off-key he was, or how many of the lyrics he couldn't remember. He is a robot, he is a cop, he is a something cop, he's not a toaster, he's not a clock, he is a robocop. I don't think that's the RoboCop theme. Yes, that is the theme song, and those are the official lyrics. Copyrighted by whatever studio made RoboCop. Harry Potter, who is now more often than not wearing a clean diaper, slept silently in his levitating bubble carriage, and Willow followed the bird. And then the bird stopped at a cave. Well, I guess this is a cave. Oh, this is the cave, Willow said, walking into the cave. Man! I can't wait to meet the creator of the blockbuster book series, Harry Potter. 
No, no, no. Erase those last two words. I want somebody to write a a tell-all book series about Blockbuster, the store. <laughs> Man, I can't wait to meet the creator of the Blockbuster book series, Harry Potter. I bet they won't have any problematic opinions. <laughs> the cave was not exactly Skyrim Bandit cave levels of sketch, but you couldn't confuse it for a hobbit hole either. Wouldn't. wouldn't. But you wouldn't confuse it for a hobbit hole either. He walked farther down until he saw a figure sitting in a cozy nook of the cave with a spot of tea and a typewriter. You! What I said. <laughs> yes, it is I, Columbo declared. Columbo! <laughs> writer of the Blockbuster Harry Potter novels. Are you my Uber Eats driver? I will only accept this if this is one of those Hatsune Miku made Minecraft things. I hope so. Are you a cannibal? Willow asked. <laughs> what? No, Columbo said. <laughs> oh, thank dog. <laughs> Willow said, giving Columbo Harry Potter. Your protagonist fell through my roof. Any idea why? <laughs> Actually, I hope you could help me with that, Columbo said. Can I confide in you a secret? As readily as you may confide babies, <laughs> Willow said. You owe me for the diapers, by the way. My deep, dark secret. Columbo Confidential. Babies have no bones. I'm not wholly responsible for writing Harry Potter. Gasp! Willow gasped. For real, for real? I didn't have time, Columbo defended. <laughs> God damn it, I read ahead. Pleadingly. I've been so busy being Hatsune Miku. <laughs> yeah! All right! Yeah, you called it. Bull, Willow. It's true, Columbo said, pointing to another unnoticed nook of the cave that contained a recording studio, a mocap suit, and <laughs> what uh, an ethnocentric Westerner would call a disturbing amount of Hatsune Miku merch. <laughs> Vocaloids take more effort than writing the books, so I had some help. Columbo. Oh. Willow accused inquisitively. I didn't have the devil help with writing them. Columbo shot down the default assumption. No, I hauled the help of the flesh book. The flesh book? The flesh book. The fl <laughs> Jesus Christ. It has to when be did Devin show up? It has to be authentic OCAD style. The flesh book is an artifact from the realm of chaos. Columbo said, It fell through my sunroof, Death Note style, during one fateful Black Friday. The most chaotic of days. <coughs> I can't keep that up. It whispered things. When I made the whispers into books, I became a bestseller within the span of a few years. And what happened to the... Willow sighed. The flesh book... It took a bus back to the Chaos Realm, Columbo said. Could you go get it back for me? The world is at stake. Why can't you get it? Willow asked. Have you seen what Vocaloid fans are like when they're deprived of content? Say no more, Willow conceded, turning to exit. I'll go get your book. Just one more thing, Columbo said, stopping Willow. A quarter of what the book says are good story ideas. The rest is uncomfortably transphobic drivel. Just be prepared to roll your eyes a lot. Cool, Willow said. Peace. Wait, just one more thing. Columbo threw a coin at Willow, not capitalized. 
It gave off a pain sound like a thousand people listening to a fedoraed college student on open mic night when Willow held it close to his ear. Can hear the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> you need to get to the chaos realm. Throw this at a pedophile and it will open a portal. <laughs> a distressingly easy obstacle, Willow said, trying to sound like he wasn't bored and in a hurry. Bye. Oh, Columbus said. Just enough! With the catchphrase. Good. Willow seethed. Is this the last thing? Yes, Columbo said. But no. <laughs> Shouldn't you have a sidekick? Two hours, Eliar. <laughs> <laughs> Just as Willow was wondering how Mad Mardigan was enjoying being the Batman and then having his film career fall off the face of the earth afterwards. Okay, let me interject. It wasn't <laughs> Batman Forever that killed Val Kilmer's career. It was The Saint. Hey, um, are you guys going to go to the AMC theaters with their 15 cent movie tickets? What? <laughs> AMC is reopening its theaters on the 20th. And they're going to have 15 cent movie tickets. You know, okay, I'm glad they did that instead of having 19 cent tickets on the opening day. <laughs> Wait. In honor of COVID-19. Oh, sure. Uh. <laughs> and no, I'm not going. Willow happened upon a cage beside the road with another sidekick looking individual. In the cage beside him was the taquito stand. <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> not this again. Xavier is not an orphan yet. <coughs> He's not turned into a burrito anytime soon or taquito or anything that ends in Edo. Is baby? Marcus Phoenix, him call. Baby noticeable. <laughs> it is baby. Willow answered. It is baby. Wondering why the man sounded like he did. Is orphan? Phoenix inquired. If orphan wants. <laughs> it's a protagonist, so maybe? Willow answered. Can't make a taquito. In case? Marcus haggled. Haggle. Haggle. It's too early to eat taquitos. It's too young, not too early. There's oh, no too early for taquitos. Eh, it's too young to eat taquitos, Willow answered. <laughs> no, baby, the into taquito. Marcus, the willow. Marcus, back off from my son. Marcus, the willow, starts walking in a hurry. Save world, a small price. <laughs> Jesus. How's the popcorn? It's tasty. Good. I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Save a world small prize to the cannibalize. Flashback end. I think I'm good, Willow said, <laughs> leaving the cave. Chapter three. I'm on my ninth ethanol martini today. <laughs> All right. Back to me. Chapter three. The wreck awning. About the author. Buster Manroom has an alter ego that accidentally became a best-selling novelist, and they are supremely disappointed how little that means in Canada. Mm. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein was used to being choked, <laughs> but not usually by a fully grown adult. This was much worse. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I would say that being choked by a fully grown adult is very fun. It depends on whether or not it's consensual and whether or not they have killing intent. Consensual is important. Killing intent just makes it more fun. For you, right. Because, uh, yeah, okay. Hey, Jeffrey. Hi, billionaire's lackey. Willow walked into the cell. Far be it for me to stop a pedophile from getting strangled, but I'm a need to stop you there. 
Willow threw the ghoulish coin at Epstein and his flesh stretched and folded until a fiery vortex opened within him as if Santa had used him as the sacrifice for the death ritual of Christmas, parentheses, see 69 Hues of Christmas for more exciting eldritch action, and parentheses, Sean, Living Wiki, what episode did we read that on? Uh, last season? I don't know the exact number. I can look it up. The goon who was hired to strangle somebody moved to strangle Willow only to be dragged onto the vortex with him. A realm beyond comprehension. Every creature, every limb, every digit in the chaos realm was no size and every size. Oh, are we getting into Event Horizon canon here? Ooh, boy. There was no sense of scale, no relief from the pain strain of the mind as it gazed onto the truest manifestation of infinity it could ever attempt to perceive. Season 10, episode 4, Marms. <laughs> 69 Hughes Thank of you. Santa and Elrond's role in the sleigh. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least that's how it was for the pedophile strangling goon whose mind shredded itself from the inside out, gazing upon horrors that the human mind could never hope to conceptualize, even when faced with its perception. Willow, on the other hand, quickly started chewing the gumball of survivable perception, and spent his entire time in the chaos realm thinking he was surrounded by a terrifying but perceivable number of bananas. It was supposed to be papaya! Well, aren't they the same thing? No. No. I've never seen a papaya. How do I even know they exist? I'll smack you. (laughs) Smack him with a papaya. (laughs) That's the only way I'll know. Yeah. As he walked through the outskirts of the banana realm, he found the bus station at Wish. The flesh book was waiting. It looked like normal book with a pale leather cover. Sorry, it would have were it not covered in bulbous clusters of quivering human lips. Oh, so this is a Castlevania boss. Are you... (laughs) Sorry. Five words I didn't think I'd be saying in sequence this morning. Are you Columbo's flesh book? How often do you ask to see your wife's flesh book? There's a lot of questions I could come back with. None of them are going to help. (laughs) But I'll ask you afterwards what you meant. Just to be sure. (laughs) I don't believe vaginas are called flesh books, but that may be a wrong assumption on my part. They have pages of flesh, kind of. Kind of. Mm. Willow asked, giving it maybe a 50-50 chance it would answer. (sighs) I'm going to have to, like, quadruple my voice here. The next wizard villain tries to surgically force Slytherins into becoming Hufflepuffs. The lips brainstormed. All while the banker goblins foreclose Diagon Alley. I really wish that didn't sound about right, Willow said, preparing to leave. No! A voice boomed. Willow turned around. The biggest and baddest banana, not a papaya, loomed over the horizon, lithely lumbering towards Willow. You insolent interloper! Banana Cthulhu roared. Steal my idea, booklet. Plagiarize my ideas. This thing's yours? Sorry, this thing's yours? Willow wondered loudly, but to no response. The insolence of mortals. Banana Cthulhu bellowed. 
I shall bathe your plane of existence in fire and darkness and spicy popcorn. Mm, tasty. How do those compare to the ridiculously spicy ghost pepper chili chips? Oh, these aren't. This is like barely spicy. Oh, I know that. I meant flavor-wise. Oh, they're both good. They're both tasty. The white cheddar pairs well with the spiciness. Willow had no idea what to do and no hope to stop Cthulhu's attack. <laughs> we'll know the let! Marcus Phoenix does a heroic leap the Epstein flesh portal through. <laughs> Prepares the orphans. Fight Cthulhu! What? Willow asked. Logan! Orphans! <coughs> <laughs> I feel you, buddy. Orphans! The many sacrifice! Orphans gave coronavirus the Logan. Ronald McDonald. A bulwark of fast food. Save the humanity! He's <laughs> 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 slowly turning into Marcus Phoenix. <laughs> Did he go? You want to get some to drink? I need a drink of water. Okay. Just bring back the sink. <sighs> a bulwark of fast food. Save the humanity. From somewhere, heroic orchestral music swelled as Marcus Phoenix and Ronald McDonald did some sweet magical girl poses. Taquito and Big Macs orbiting around them in a glorious shimmer. Awesome. What? <laughs> Willow asked, having not read... 69 Hughes, The Day's Knee, Nine. <laughs> uh, Wars of the Gears, for whatever rumor of context he may gleam through the alternative interpretations of grammar. High-level orphan charge. Marcus and Ronald do the Dragon Ball fuse. Mark called McDenick's Big Mac attack! So saith the rules of Pokemon. Big Mac, two times damage bonus against Banana. Super effective. Cthulhu the beat for now. Voldemort becomes trans and the SJWs don't want to look intolerant by stopping him. The flesh book hiss transphobically. <laughs> Chaos Realm. The Splody. Markald the Worn. Grappling Willow and Toy Walrus. No grapping. <laughs> grapping. <laughs> grapping Willow and the Toy Walrus. And Toy. And God damn it. And Toy Walrus. Throw the walrus and make the chaos realmy all splody. And so Willow escaped out of the chaos realm, making it through the portal just as the walrus nuke exploded. Marcus Phoenix and Ronald McDonald unfused and gave themselves an out-of-focus dramatic high-five, vegan police in the Scott Pilgrim movie style, and disappeared into the sunset. Yesterday was the 10th anniversary of the Scott Pilgrim movie as well. Nice. Oh, what? That wasn't a sunset. Someone set fire to the prison to destroy the proof of Epstein's suicide. Deciding it was a good time to leave, Willow escaped with the flesh book and found Columbo's cave. You're back, Columbo declared as the book ate baby Harry Potter. Totally bought your Columbo impersonation there, too. <laughs> I am not 10,000 years old and thus don't know what Columbo sounds He's like. He's not 10,000 years old. He was like 78 and is dead. Again, <laughs> returning him to his fictional universe and setting the balance of the universe to ease. Trans people become ghosts, but they're always the gender they're born as. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Oh, come on. The flesh book whispered. 
fuck you, flesh book! Yeah, so Cthulhu is transphobic, and I'm angry that I have no reason to know that. Can I throw this out? Willow asked, throwing the transphobic flesh book into a fire seconds before Columbo, after seconds of deep contemplation, said, okay. Good. That was disturbing and pointless. Much like the entire show we've done. Mmm. Returning home to watch Star Trek Lower Decks and accidentally continue his streak of exposing himself to disturbing and pointless things. <laughs> you know, I don't need the flesh book for ideas, Columbo declared himself reassuringly. I was writing my own Harry Potter book, and I'm sure it'll be just as culturally significant as the rest. At the... At the rest. Yes, I'm sure people will love Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. (laughs) The end. Author's note. Columbo does not benefit from your financial support. Please do not buy Harry Potter anything. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Always listen to the not flesh book. All right, Logan, when do you have to leave? Uh, I have work at 12.30, so I can keep going. <laughs> Fan fix suggested to have a- What? Are you telling me a whore made this chata? Har. 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 <laughs> Haven't proofed this, so if it ends up being bad, it'll be cut. What is it? The real world part one, parentheses, used to be human in the Lion King world by Sindragon. Its tags are- Bestiality, female, human, incest, lion, lion king, lioness, I think WWF. Wrestling is in this. I don't think I know what WWF is for. I'm sorry, WWE. Oh, actually wrestling. Yes. Oh, okay. (laughs) The real world, I don't own Lion King. I own Stuart and Shinji. Thanks to Monohel for beta the story. Logan, you read last, so Sean, you're up. Stewart was a trainee wrestler who was 18 years old. He was to bring British wrestling back to the top of WWE, following in the British Bulldogs and William Regal footsteps. Born in Oxfordshire and living in Hampshire, where he trained his wrestling style skills, standing 5 foot 10, he had mixed colored eyes and very long, dark, reddish brown hair. He wore a Manchester United football shirt with the number 10. You mean Manchester United? <laughs> and Rooney on the back, along with black and red skater shoes. Around his neck, he had a chain, like the one John Cena has. And on his left arm, he had a tattoo of the WWE Tag Team title belt. On his chest, he had a tattoo of him and Nala kissing, with the words, Sin plus Nala forever, written underneath <laughs> it. Oh no. Stewart was watching his favorite movie, The Lion King, with his favorite character, Nala. For Stewart, she was his soulmate. She was strong, kind, sexy, beautiful, and funny. I guess what I'm trying to say is, I admire her commitment to community service. <laughs> he had dreamed many nights that he was living with Nala, being her mate. Sighing, he wished Nala was real. God, I wish I could be with Nala. I hate Stewart. that accent that you do so much. Good. Why are you drowning, Sonic? Oh, great. Now I have to pee. <laughs> Stewart said to himself, after two hours, he turned the TV off and went to his computer, where he looked at and jacked off to pictures of Nala before heading to bed. Understandable. Have a nice day. 
Mm-hmm. Unknown to Stuart, his dreams, his dream was about to come true. The Lion King world. Simba and Shinji had become the new king and queen of pride of the Pride Lands. All the animals came to celebrate except one lioness. Nala was out on the outskirts of the Pride Lands, not wanting to be at the celebration of the new king and queen. Why my twin? Why not me? Nala cried. I love that Nala is British now. Yeah, might as well. But she had gotten over Simba. But there was a problem for her. She was in heat, and around this time, male lions weren't allowed to mate with any lionesses. I need a good fuck! My heat is driving me mad! Nala said to herself. Nala couldn't see anything to please herself with. So, she pushed two claws into her pussy. Great. Great. <laughs> Great. And Steve was not done peeing. I'm done peeing. steve I'm done peeing. Tell us about how Nala is clawing at her pussy. Yes, please. Oh, that's what I need. Nala. Oh, shit. <laughs> All right, fine. That's Nala's voice. She's got to be British. Oh, that's what I need. Thank you. Yes. Nala purred, pleasing herself even more, pushing her claws deeper into her pussy. Ow! The smell of her heat. could be smelled for miles. But Nala didn't care. Her heat had taken control of her. Nala roared in pleasure, speeding her claws in her pussy. Adding a third claw in her pussy, Nala giggled. Maybe I can get Mother to play some naughty games with me. Ugh. Brazzers. (laughs) I apologize to any member of the United Kingdom. I don't. Let me just apologize to Europe as well. I won't apologize to Europe until I'm allowed back in their country. Don't blame us or them for that. Blame the fucking mouth-breathing, freedom-loving, gun-toting idiots. That's not my problem. Sorry, I just had a momentary depression. Back to the vagina clawing. Yeah. What? Yeah. 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 Claw up that vagina, baby. (laughs) After 15 minutes of ripping and tearing it up. No, rip and tear until it is done. <laughs> Pleasing herself, <laughs> she came hard. Her sex juices sprayed on the ground from her fun. She licked it all up. Yeah, I'm going to put this in not safe for work. <laughs> what to do now? Nala smirked to herself. Spotting a small tree which was about the size of her body, she moved back, lifting her tail and pushing one branch in her pussy. She wants that good wood. Oh, yes! Nala purred, thrusting the branch in her pussy like it was a lion cock, thrusting faster and harder. After five minutes, she came again, but this time, after pulling out, she fell asleep, purring like a cub. Glad they added the pulling out thing. You don't want to fall asleep with a a branch still in your butt. The real world. Stuart had woken up to a weird sound coming from his computer. What the f- Stuart muttered before he blacked out and was sucked into the computer screen. Lion King world. Mm, Good to know that a lion's penis is also barbed just like a normal cat. Please stop. That is good to know. Yeah. Stuart appeared in his new surroundings about three feet in the air, crashing a couple of feet from Nala. Stuart was out cold, but the crash woke up Nala. What was that? Nala said to herself. Looking around, Nala spotted Stuart. Seeing that he was a male, 
Nala walking over to him and started sniffing him to get a bit turned on. Hmm, maybe. If he's kind, I might get some fun with him. Nala giggled, licking her lips in lust. <laughs> Nala saw that the human was still fast asleep, so she sniffed the boy's trousers deeply. <sighs> in her lust, she managed to pull them off to reveal Stort's cock that had become stiff from Nala sniffing it. The way you worded it, the sniffing pulled the trousers off. All right. Yeah. Powerful nostrils those lions have. Go ahead, Logan. Mmm. Seems I'm not the only one who wants it. God, no. Nala smirked, looking at his dick, which was the size of a large dog's. No, no, no. The narrator's not British or Australian. <laughs> Whatever. That is same. But are you making the narrator Crocodile Dundee? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Slowly, Nala gave it a small lick, which caused a moan to escape from the human. Crikey. I hate this. <laughs> Nala smirked, licking in more, which got more pleasurable moans from the human. After four more licks, Nala took the whole thing in, sucking hard and strong, which made the human, who was still asleep, call out a name in pleasure. Barney! Unknown to Nala... One of the human's hands slowly entered her pussy, making her gasp in pleasure. If Buster Manum ever asks me for recommendations for characters again, I want Nala from The Lion King to get it on with Barney from Half-Life. I thought you were going to say Barney the Dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I vote Barney the Dinosaur. Why don't we have Barney the Dinosaur be the cuck? I love you. <laughs> I'll fuck you. I love you. You love, love him. With a great big quack and a kiss from, I don't know. <laughs> Goodbye. Lasagna <laughs> <laughs> well, hell is just as gooey as we left it. Tasty, Nala smirked, <laughs> licking it more. Didn't which, you already read that? Ah, uh, wait, I already read that. Oh, I feel so nice. Nala moaned. You want to try that again? Oh, I feel so nice. Not getting the that in there, I'm getting, oh, it feels so nice. That feels so nice. <laughs> All right, I got it that time. <laughs> Nala moaned, feeling the tingling in her pussy, pushing them deeper as they went to work while he, she rubbed the head of the quark on the top of her mouth as big shouts of pleasure came from the human who was still sleeping. After five minutes of playing, the human came hard filling Nala with cum. Loving the taste, she drank it all, also coming hard over the human's hand. Just then, Stuart woke up, seeing the lioness with his cock. Scared at first, but looking at her, he knew who she was, but couldn't believe it. Nala! <laughs> Stuart whispered. Stuart, still in shock, looked at Nala. How do you know my name? It's just getting worse. That's just what British people sound like. No, it's not. I don't even know if it's British, Australian, or New Zealand anymore. Nah, that's what they sound like. <sighs> Nala asked. She had moved off his cock by now, which had gone softer. Oh, you're from America. I'm going to have to add subtitles, which is impossible to do since this is an audio show. So you play me and then, like, <laughs> softly underneath someone transliterating. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
it's like a dub, but it's a live dub for a documentary. They'll lower the voice of you, and somebody will speak yeah, 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 over yeah, yeah. you. Yeah, no, I'll I'll do the I'll do the um the lines that you're gonna play underneath it. Okay. Um, you're from a movie. <laughs> People also ask, do audiobooks have subtitles? <laughs> Stuart tried to explain to her, but just made Nala more confused. Just forget it. Okay. Just forget it. Stuart said. Nala smirked, licking his cum off her mouth. <laughs> There's no starting quote to this one. I might say you're tasty. I may say you're tasty. <laughs> Nala smirked. <laughs> Nala smack Blags Thanks <laughs> Can we actually get Night Horse Man to do those? You want me to generate it with Night Horse no, Man? No, I'm having fun with the thing I'm doing How about I do three? We'll do the regular The translation And then have the third overlay of Night Horse Man On top of Logan On top of Logan Sure <laughs> Yeah Stuart smiled Stuart couldn't believe he'd got us sucked off by the love of his life by the smell and look of it, she was in heat. I'm glad you could tell I'm in heat. <laughs> you are verbally assaulting my eardrums with how much sibilance you're adding. I guess you can tell I'm in heat. I guess you could tell I'm in heat. <laughs> Nola blushed, looking at him. Stuart nodded his head. Oh, I need a male. Will you mate me? <laughs> I need a male. Will you mate me? Nola blushed, closing her eyes. I'm done. Thank goodness the effort now can stop. Go, Sean. Hang on. I think you might need me to redo some of those lines in normal voice. No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> we'll roll with what we have. <coughs> I've given up being a perfectionist as I Yay! should have done many Yay! years ago. Yay! We broke him. But that also doesn't mean that we can go back to just recording one audio channel, all of us talking at the same time, and bake in oh, the come music. come on! Oh. It was so fun! No, it wasn't! It makes listening to other podcasts so difficult because they all <laughs> sound so trashy. Yeah. <laughs> like, listening to this now does, but I'm not going back to where we sound trashy. No, 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 no. Like... Listening to the good audio rendering of this podcast makes other podcasts sound worse. It does. Yeah, so you want me to go back to the old style because I've lost my perfectionism? Yes. Yeah. So you want us to be trashy with the trash? Might as well. <laughs> I mean, we are... That's, that is your epitaph if you ever die is just might as well. We're already reading trash. You might as well sound like it. <laughs> and bathe in it. Mm. Stuart sat thinking for a second, slowly crawling over to Nala, sticking his face in her pussy, licking it, making Nala moan in pleasure. Pride rock. <laughs> that, that's, the, that's the paragraph. Pride rock. Mufasa had to do one thing, handing over the crown as king. Isn't he already fucking dead? Meow. Simba, you have to make me... What? You have to make me to show dominance. Mufasa said, smirking, lifting his tail. Simba nodded his head, climbing onto Mufasa, smiling. He had been done by his dad and loved it. Now it was his turn. Simba's cock had gone stiff and slowly entered his dad's love hole. Dearest daddy. Uh... Moaning from the tightness, he pushed it in further. Oh, son! Mufasa moaned in pleasure as he was pounded hard by his son. 
Sarabi walked in, smirking at the scene. Sarabi. 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 Yeah, it's a crossover with Pokemon now. Oh, hell yes. I mean, no. I'm in no way turned on by Pokemon. Are they fun all way? She smirked, making both lines blush. No. Um, was all Mufasa could say before he moaned as Sarabi began to suck off her mates. <laughs> After recovering, Simba began to thrust hard and strong. While his mom sucked off his dad, Mufasa purred in pure heaven, getting banged and sucked. Simba bit his father's scruff, which did it for him. With a loud roar, Mufasa blasted his cum. Wonder if now's a good time to teach myself how to compile stuff on this computer. I did, did not think that was what you were going to say. <laughs> I, was like, I wonder if now is a good time to learn how to get fucked and sucked. Uh, mm. With a loud roar, Mufasa blasted his cum into Sarabai's mouth, which she drank it all, followed by Simba, who filled his dad's ass with cum. His dad's sass with cum? Yeah. Nope. That was great, Mufasa said, collapsing to the ground followed by his family, falling fast asleep, outskirts of Pride Lands, uh, outskirts of the Pride Lands. Nala gasped in pleasure as Stuart's tongue teased the walls of her pussy, stroking his head as Stuart went deeper. Yes! <laughs> Nala screamed in pleasure. Stuart smirked, using his tongue, teasing her pussy walls. Is this somebody's, like, OC in WWE doing this? Yeah. This is not what I expected. I was hoping for somebody to come RKO out of nowhere. I mean, there's still a page left. There's still time to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. Teasing her pussy walls, looking hard and fast. Loving the taste. <laughs> Naga's lit. Naga. Naga. Nala's <laughs> legs wiggled in pleasure. She was close to coming hard. After ten minutes of licking and eating her out, Nala climaxed. Hard, panting hard, Stuart drank up all her juice, pulling out from her pussy. Stuart hadn't had anything to drink in about three weeks. He was uh, extremely dehydrated at this <laughs> point, and anything would help. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's your name? Nala asked. <laughs> Stuart! He replied, smirking. Nala smiled, purred, and rubbed across his body. Mate me now! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> she roared. Getting in the mounting position. Face down, ass up. That's the way we like to fuck. Rawr. Stuart was scared, but taking off his clothes, he mounted Nala, loving the feeling of her fur on his naked body. Nala purred, nodding. Stuart then thrust hard into her, making Nala gasped in pleasure, moving backwards to get him further in. Beep, 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 beep. Yes, faster. Nala roared in pleasure. Stuart did. Beep. Beep, 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 beep. Thrusting hard in pure pleasure, getting to fuck his love. Stort rammed Nala hard, banging his balls on her ass, then biting her scruff, making Nala... Wait, 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 wait. If it's the mounting position, you don't bang your balls on their ass. No. Unless your penis is upside down. I mean, maybe she's laying on her back. No, she's not, because she just said she got in the mounting position. Isn't the mounting position doggy style? I don't fucking know. How do lions... What is the Kama Sutra for lions? Uh... 
The Nala Sutra? Uh, Stuart rammed Nala hard, banging his balls on her ass, then biting her scruff, making Nala climax. Stuart came hard, filling her with cum. Nala pulled away, rolling around at the speed of sound, smiling and panting. That was good. Ready for round two? Nala smirked, panting. Boo! There was nobody from the WWE even in it! Now they said John Cena, but you just didn't see him. Can I demote you now? No. I mean, you haven't already? (laughs) No, I haven't. I've been very lazy about this. All right. Time to open the Patreon tab, which I haven't opened in months. Oh, no. We got a $5 new pledge, but nothing's gone through since I paused the Patreon. We lost a $20 pledge, though. It was deleted by... Sean is officially allowed to watch G Gundam. (laughs) (laughs) So you're no longer allowed to watch G Gundam again. (laughs) Sorry, Sean. Oh, well. Did you enjoy it while you had it? Yeah. Yeah, I spent that time not watching it. I guess we'll call it a day. About that time for Logan to get ready for work. Yeah. All right, so thank you very much to our patrons, especially our genital guardians. Afrohawk, Alexander Grassdragon Corbett, Daniel Clements, Disambiguity, Discuss, Dizdon Plays, Epidel, Help, I'm Trapped in Pizza Hut Demolition Man and I Have a Prodigious Hankering for Taco Bell, <laughs> Mana, Matthew J, Put the Ouya in Cyberpunk 2077, You Cowards, Richard, <laughs> <laughs> Richard Pryor, The Waffle, and Tommy Wiseau's third least enthusiastic stalker. And a super special thank you to our Bullgate beneficiaries, Advent Dawn, Evan Baumel, Michael Fouch, Miri, Razor, Flood, Sarah for the win, and Wage. And I have no idea how often we'll be able to do this. This was kind of spontaneous. And obviously we'd love it if we could get more hosts on, but we'll do what we can do. This, just like my lack of dancing since Xavier was born, has helped immensely with my mental well-being, and now I'm going to go get naked and dance around. Okay, have fun.